Shelf Pleasure contains strong language and descriptions of sexual acts and violence. It is intended for mature audiences, and listener discretion is advised. Additional themes may be discussed that listeners find triggering, and we encourage all listeners to check the episode descriptions for content warnings to decide if this podcast is right for you. Welcome back, book wenches. You are listening to Shelf Pleasure, a slutty podcast about smutty books. Except really, we're like a sex-positive exploration of the romance genre and want people to feel more confident in reading romance. But slutty podcasts about smutty books kind of rolls off the tongue better, you know? Yeah, it just has a certain je ne sais quoi. Yes. <laughs> anyway, we are your hosts, Kelsey. And Krista. And this week, we are going to be finishing up the Bellinger Sister series by Tessa Bailey with Hook, Line, and Sinker. And can I just have a moment to pat us on the back? Pat, pat. Because usually pat, we, pat. we usually start a series and then abandon it um, on the show. We kind of like like to jump around and do a bunch of different like genres and voices and things like that. And we made a commitment this year to like come back and finish some shit. And now not only are we finishing it, but we started and finished it within the same month. We did. and I, But I, in our defense, I think that sometimes we like read the first book in a series and then uh, maybe I'm more so me was like, absolutely not. I'm done with this forever. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's, I was like, see, that's I, it was the like hard a, please part. don't make me finish this. That's the hard part is like, I don't, I'm not here to like bash some, like a whole yeah, series like that knowingly. people may love just because it's not to my taste. So if we go into something and we don't like it, like fair is fair. We gave it a shot, but I'm not going to go back and like, like if. If Den of Vipers was a series, I'm not going to yeah. go read six books it in it to tell been. you how much it, I hate Den all of, of them. Den of Vipers could have been a series. Like, it, it was so long. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, like, I like, I think there is that sense of, like, oh, like, you know, because we do pick them in advance. So it's it feels – and we try to, like, post it so people can read with us. Yeah. But, yeah, it was, like, it, sometimes, like – I'm like, oh, we, I can't, it's a blessing I can't that we this. we start and and leave and go yes. do something else for a while. Yeah, um, perfect segue though with the uh, we pick things in advance because this book was recommended to us by our friend Sam, um, and we are forever grateful for this recommendation. Yeah, um, but if definitely you, for this one. If you two <laughs> have a book, sound like I hated the first one. Like, I like, yeah, I like the first one. I just fine. love the. Like, yes. I don't want to get too far into it, but this was this was for me. Um, but if you have a book that you think we should read and cover, please feel free to send those along. We are always looking for recommendations, and we take them very seriously. So if you, you know, if you reach out and you're like, "Hey, you should read this because I love it," like mm-hmm. I will jump in and do research and find a place to fit it in um, as best I can. Yes. If we it's something that like we, we haven't covered, that we will love it too. I don't want to overcommit us. To no, that, no, just that we take recommendations seriously. Yes, we yeah. definitely do. So, for those of you who may be new here, uh, if you've not read Hook, Line, and Sinker yet, and you would like to enjoy it without being spoiled, please this press your last pause. chance. Yeah, I, I don't want to spoil any fun for you, and we will be getting into, like, all of the details here. So, I mean, and that being said, if, like, we've if you don't loved, care about spoilers. We've never met a summary we didn't love. Yeah, we've never met a spoiler we didn't love. Oh, yeah. Um, but even, if you don't care about that, do what you want. Because uh, we're going to talk like some very quick specs on the book first and then go to a like a summary of all of the major 
plot happenings and then give our final reviews of the book. And through that, there's just no safe space for spoilers. It's just... Even on the best of days, we... And if we were making an effort to avoid them, there's no way we would. You know how we avoid spoilers for books that we're reading concurrently and we don't know where the other person is? We just don't talk about it until the other person finishes. Yeah, we're, we're just vague as fuck. <laughs> yeah, we're like, oh, are you there? Try to make yes. no movement with my face, facial muscles don't so I don't look at me. Yeah. <laughs> don't look away. Yes. Look away. And then when, when inevitably the other person finishes, we're like, oh, thank God. Yeah. Oh, now we can talk about it. <laughs> um, but yeah. Yeah, so, so with those reviews, too, just remember, they belong to us and only us. And despite us both liking to argue a point, we're not here to ruin your day or take an opinion from you. Positive or no, negative. If, if, yeah, you, if, you, if you don't want to hear criticism on your favorite book. I understand and, and that. we are criticizing it. Like, I also understand that on a very deep level. Um, so it is firmly okay to be like, I don't want to engage with this. Yes. If you're here to talk shit yeah, about the folk of the air series. Yeah, Oh, absolutely not. I I respect your right to do so, but I do not want to hear it. Yeah, don't it. do it to me. Nope. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, oh, that's was like, yeah. Come back when it's something, like, you either want to hear us hate on or, like, that we mutually loved. I guess you yeah. have to at least listen to part of it yeah. to get sense. But I do think we give you a sense of how we felt about the book. Real early before on. Before we give our final reviews. So. It's exactly why we can't talk about you books. You have enough time to be like, fuck these bitches. Yeah, and, and, and you know what? You have that right. Yeah. Uh, so before we get into this book, though, do you have any editor's notes from last week for It Happened One Summer? Nope. Okay, I have nothing either. I so wanted to amazing. make a comment, but I had nothing, so I just just say no. Uh, yeah, I got I got nothing. So getting into things, then, Hook, Line, and Sinker is book two in the Bellinger Sister series by Tessa Bailey, and it was published in March 2022. And like the first book, this is a contemporary romance. So for all of you who are really tired of all the monster porn and like uh, very kink-heavy stuff that we had going on, this is kind of a nice, sweet contemporary. It is, but we haven't read about fucking a monster in a good bit. Since the Merman's Kiss, it's only been two books. How quickly I forget. How quickly I repressed. I took the uh, be a goldfish way too seriously. <laughs> yes. So I am a filthy liar. I'm nothing if not a hypocrite. So we had to get them all in before spooky season, though, because, like, you know what we're yeah. about. We know what we're about. So um, we hope you enjoy this brief reprieve of like sweet <laughs> of contemporary romances. Um, enjoy your break. It's coming to a close. Just so you know. That's not uh, true, though. That's not true. Not not immediately. But eventually. For spooky season. Uh, so we pick up shortly after the conclusion of It Happened One Summer to a series of texts between Hannah Bellinger and Fox Thornton um, that span several months after she goes back to L.A. and he stays in Westport, Washi- yeah. Washington, right? Uh, yes. And immediately I was reminded, Hannah's the fucking best. Oh, yeah. Hannah's I, – I liked Piper – I would jump in front of a train for Hannah. I would, I would protect this woman at Wait, all I costs. I would throw, I would throw Brenton in front of a train to protect um, Hannah. Piper, I would, you know, I would, I would trip her to protect Hannah. Like I liked <laughs> Piper, I didn't care for Brendan. Um, and but, but Fox uh, though, oh, Fox and, is, and Fox, yeah. Uh, I, he, I love these two. I like that, like if. Um, flashback to the last book, like this start, their text exchange starts because he gave her 
a copy of Fleetwood Mac's Rumors and like left it for her as a surprise. It was one that she had been wanting. What a gift. And so it's like starts with her thanking him and then it just kind of spirals into them just like for months of like kind of becoming friends and joking around and they make song recommendations. My personal favorite might be like from the text exchanges of them, like Hannah being like, hey, cue up this song and we're going to start it at the same time and listen to it together. So fun fact, that song Ugh. is Leaving on a Jet Plane by John Denver. And I also love that part. One, because I'm a John Denver fan. And two, because Brian hates that song. And it makes me laugh when it pops up because he says that it's proof that John Denver was a fuckboy. Even though if you've ever seen John Denver, he looks like king of the dweebs. Oh, yeah. He's not, so, like He looks so sweet and so innocuous. And you know what? Maybe he was a fuckboy and maybe that song was him telling on himself. But it just feels like such a sweet love song. And Brian like yeah, it, straight like, up it, does it not like says, it. says like, babe, I hate to go. And it's, it's not. And it feels like very sincere it doesn't feel like oh yeah i hate to go but to fuck all these bitches well, behind your back there but. is one line about him messing around but when he comes home he'll bring her wedding ring and he's oh. so he's like finally ready to commit so and that's the one that brian always holds on to and he's like see see he's fucking around he's john denver can't be trusted john denver man whore <laughs> uh perfect segue because um Fox is, in fact, known for being uh, a bit of a rake, which I love. I love a. I'm I, not there are a few things I love rake. more than a rake uh, in yeah. a story about their reformation. But um, so, so after Hannah has left, you know, Fox stayed in Westport. He's still doing the fisherman thing, and his reputation still catching those crabs. Yep. And yes, exactly. And Hannah is back at work. Not literal crabs. Or no, literal crabs, not um, STD crabs. Yes. I yeah. should specify. It is joked about quite often in this series, um, but there's no mention of Fox having any STDs. And actually, you've, you're slowly finding out from his, because you're getting his perspective, that he actually like, oh, all these, like, everyone joking about him being such a man whore, but he hasn't really... Since he met Hannah and they've kind of like been bonding, he hasn't really, you know, he just hasn't felt that urge. Yeah. So Hannah is back at work in L.A. and she's working on a film with her longtime crush, Sergey, and a new filming location is needed. And since she's trying to move up in the film world and get get a better position with her director, um, because her goal ultimately is to help score... To be music supervisor. To help, like, decide on the the music used in films. Um, She suggests Westport, just based on the script and, like, the story that they're telling. And her mega artsy crush was, like, super into it. Oh, yeah, because he's, like, such a, like, peak artist that he's, like, oh... I, I, you know what, LA, I'm just not feeling it anymore. No, I'm <laughs> like, over. Give me somewhere new. So she gives this really beautiful description of Westport, and he's like instantly, he's like, yes, let's so do they, this. They get the permits, work. they do all the things. Yeah, they just kind of like throw it on her to figure out. And she does yeah, she because she is smart but, and yeah. capable and wonderful. Yes, but she, and she's also like a PA doing the job of like 10 other, um, like oh, yeah, because also she does all for things. it. So so they they do what needs to be done. They're going to go up to Westport to film for several weeks. And during that time, Hannah needs a place to stay. So why not with her, you know, six-month 
age well, she, bestie. Yeah, Fox. Her. She like calls her sister Piper first to tell her the news and see yes. if she can stay with her and Brendan, but his parents are in town. So then Piper is the one to suggest like, well, why don't you stay with Fox? Because you guys um, are great friends. Yeah. And they've been like, because they've been basically texting daily and they like send each other music that defined their day, which was really cute. It is and, a like, very what, cute like, thing. Oh, that I was like, this is my favorite thing. There were so many things that I just loved about them. Um, so yeah, they set her up to work like or to stay with Fox, but also like during this trip, Hannah is planning to use this as like a springboard into her like what she hopes is a future career because yes. she's gonna try to work up the confidence to ask if she can assist with the music coordination on the film. Yes. So <clears throat> Fox offers Hannah his guest room. They get that all settled, and he himself is offered. The captain position of the Delo Ray, which he has been offered before in the previous book. Um, but he has some real issues with self-esteem and does not want it and keep declining. It keeps declining. Brendan doesn't really help with the self-esteem issue here, though, and reads him the riot act. Ari not fucking Hannah while she is living with him because, again, of the reputation that he's cultivated over the entire time that he's lived in Westport. So when she hits town and hits her head on the bus on her way into town, it's both Sergey and Fox who oh. come up to her rescue, even though it's mostly Fox who takes her home yes. and, and patches like, her up. Yeah, I feel like that's also like so embarrassing because this is like the first moment she's like, okay, He's like sitting with Brinley, who's the music, like the music head of this. And she's like, all right, I'm trying to go. make moves. Now's my moment. And as she like gets up there and starts talking to them, like the bus abruptly stops and she falls and hits her head. Um, and yeah, Sergey helps her off the bus. And Fox, like, immediately, of course, arrives at that time. And then there's this like kind of like a not full pissing contest, but it is definitely like that. It's like kind a little measuring bit. each other up of looking like, who the fuck is this? Who the fuck is this? Yeah. And it's um, it's like a nice, sweet reintroduction to Fox. It kind of, I think, breaks the tension between the two of them. Yes. Because, like, she hasn't she hasn't seen him face-to-face um, in a long time. And so there's no chance for them to feel awkward because they are busy, like, triaging, like, yeah, a literal head true. injury. Although I don't think she I, – I don't necessarily got the sense that she felt nervous to see him because I was like, even, like – No, I just he, think yeah, it, like, it removes her, that – there's no chance for that to happen at all because they have like such a, um, like again they're triaging a her her head wound. There's no chance for it to be awkward. It's like they jump right into things as they were, um, and then once she's all patched up, Hannah makes some time to visit with Opal, her grandmother, who remains a treat from book one. And Opal gives Hannah Henry's old sea shanties that he wrote down, um, hoping I think that that Hannah would connect with Henry in a way she wasn't able to in It Happened One Summer. Like, Piper had kind of formed this bond with their lost-at-sea father by renovating a bar that he had owned and, like, doing, doing like, some other things, especially getting closer with Opal, too. And Hannah kind of didn't get that. Yeah, like, Hannah does it, like, she expresses in here, which I thought was really, like, an interesting perspective and, like, kind of gave her character like even more like I, I don't think Hannah needed to be more like well-rounded and fleshed out because she already felt like a fully realized character yeah she but felt this very also real getting that like different perspective where she says like oh like she feels almost guilty when she goes to visit Opal because she's like I feel like I'm putting she's been putting it off because she's like oh I just feel like I'm like putting on a show um because I don't really have this connection to like Henry like Piper felt like almost instantly and I kind of did all this like more for Piper like I don't 
she remembers Henry, but I have no memory of him at all. So, and like, there is this like guilt that she doesn't feel more. So even like when she gets these shanties, because Opal's like, well, and ne- none of them know what she hides. Like, of course, like Hannah really keeps it to herself. Um, like she does but, most like, yeah, like Cause she's like, oh, but Opal is very sweet. She's like, oh, like, I know you love music and maybe you got like your love of music from Henry. And like internally, Hannah's like, oh, like it just like makes her feel like all this pressure to yeah. feel something she doesn't, which I thought was really like an interesting perspective to get. Yeah. I just don't really, you can't tell that at all from the first book. No, I, I think you're right. It was it was interesting to include that part of her personality here. And so she kind of gets settled with her crew. They start filming. And then one night they have a production party after filming his rap for the day. Yeah. Like very early. They like get right into yeah, it. Yeah, man. I don't know if this is like, an accurate yeah, reflection like, like of, of filming. And they're like, let's celebrate. Yeah. I don't know if this is how filming really. I could not yeah, tell you. I have no background us. here. But it seems wild. Like, uh, But... Um, she goes to this party, and so because her her attempts at talking to Brinley and Sergey about shadowing Brinley got uh, put off on the bus with the head injury, she's like, "I'm gonna make some moves tonight." She she does ask to shadow Brinley in addition to her regular duties, so she can learn about being a music supervisor. Um, which goes, I guess it's like received. It's not like particularly one way or another, but yeah. um. She she does it. She has her leading lady moment, which is what she's kind of like working herself up to most yeah, of like most a, of the book. Yeah, like that's her big thing. She's like, oh, she always feels like she never feels like a leading lady. She always feels like a side character. Yes, uh, and then she's extra leading lady when she call when she sees a bunch of women calling dibs on Fox when he shows up to the yeah, party. She gets a little drunk and she <laughs> Frenches him in the middle of the party, and like. I was like, oh, damn, it's starting early here. Yeah, but drunk, it's all we get. Drunk Hannah is like... On she, fire. Yeah, she has no inhibition. No. But that that's all we get because they go home and it's all ice cream and visualizing being a successful fishing boat captain yeah. well, and also, no like, other carnal pleasures. Well, because also Fox thinks... Like, this whole time, like, Fox knows about her crush on Sergei. Because she tells him about it. Yes. Like, he's known, like, I think even before they were, like, really that close of friends and were texting regularly. So he, of course, immediately thinks, like, oh, she's just trying to make Sergei jealous. Um, But then, like, you know, like, she also tells him about, like, what happened. Like, her getting her chance um, to try with the music thing. And he congratulates her. So it is, like, I was like, yes, like, the kiss doesn't go any further. But I feel like it's there's a lot – it's a lot more of, like, just their relationship building. Yes. Which I really enjoyed, especially, like, coming right after after the first one, which was so, like – Insta-less. Yes. Like, I know it's not – it's Warp it's all, speed. The, it is only not insta-love in, like – Technically, yeah, in tech, yeah, in technicality, but it basically like it is. It's like four weeks. That feels instant to yeah. me. Oh uh, yeah. So this is like six months later, but I I liked that like continuous like these moments of showing like how strong of a friendship they formed. Yes, and how much of like just it's so natural for them to share these parts of their day and even like their insecurities with each other, and they're very like open and honest. And also for people that like they've been talking every day for six months, but they haven't seen each other, they both can instantly tell, like, when something's wrong with them or, like, they, like, have such an awareness of each other. And I really, like, I loved that. I feel like that really came through. We we get an almost kiss later, too, uh, like, several scenes later. They're walking home from the Cross and Daughters one night after playing quarters with uh, with 
Brendan's parents and Piper and Brendan there, and it's oh, it's yeah. all very cute. Um, so they're walking home, and Hannah's a little lit again. Uh, and and also Hannah Brendan goes, is a, a dick to him and makes him feel like, oh, he'll taint her by his reputation, which I feel like a lot of people do. But, like, Brendan is supposed to be his best friend. He's, like, not that great of a friend. No. Uh, yeah, so they're walking friends home. friends like these, who needs enemies? Yes. So as they're walking home, Fox gets kind of heckled by some locals for being fox uh yeah and of they course, like see, they like, see him with her and they're like oh like stay away from him he'll like ruin like they're having this sweet moment because she asks him like what do you love about the sea yes and they're like having this really like sweet nice moment and then these like old drunks at the bar are like hey girl and stay blow away the man from down. that tomcat oh god so gross i don't know what accent i was doing but that's how they sound in Westport, Washington. Yeah, so, and then she goes off on them. She does. And Fox is uncomfortable with the idea of Hannah looking too deeply into him. So he makes some fairly silly plans to push her away by wandering about in their shared apartment in his boxer briefs and telling Hannah about his ginger massage oil. Slash which lube. And yes. Because he, he basically is like, I use this to masturbate without <laughs> using those exact words. My immediate thought when it, when she said that it smelled like ginger, I was like, wow, doesn't that burn or tingle? And then I was like, oh, obviously that is the point. Um, So I don't know why that took me like a good 30 seconds to process. I was like, ooh, ginger. And, and then I thought, and I was like, oh no, maybe that's, really nice um it's just a very <laughs> a sharp it's a very sharp yes. smell so uh we also learned that hannah gets horny listening to prince and really who, who can doesn't? blame her right like that's what that that's music what prince, is for yeah, like that's what prince was trying to do so fox is trying to use sex as a weapon to push her away so hannah hits him with an uno reverse and rubs one out in front of him telling him he's enough for her when he's not even touching her He's just enough on his own. And it fucking breaks this poor man. And they have to talk through their shit because she not only goes to therapy, but she listens to her therapist and makes him talk through his own shit using the tools that she has been given in therapy. And I just think like, we talk about going to therapy all the time, but it's totally different to just go like to do your 30 or 60 minute sessions with your therapist and then leave and like make no changes to your life where Hannah has actually like taken everything that she's learned, applied it. And now she's helping other people with what she's learned. Yeah. So yeah. Cause this is like, so they have like the joke about like the like massage oil. And then like, she goes to work, she's working on set. He's watching her, his phone's blowing up. He's getting teased. And then like, she goes, she's like watching him gets horned up and goes home like with the intention of masturbating he sees her follows her and that's when he's like oh like tries to kind of like almost he's like oh let me in and she kind of calls his bluff and turns the tables like you said and then the uno reverse and i said i was like hannah is a stronger woman than me because fox's dirty talk and moves like they were really doing it for me oh yeah so i would have been i would have been so weak um, but yeah, she keeps like trying to, he's like, oh, like trying to get her to just like, fuck him. Like get, get me out of your system almost thing. And then, yeah, he tried the next Good day. Luck. He, yeah. He's like trying to pretend like nothing happened, but Hannah being Hannah is like, absolutely not. So like she lets him have a minute and then they actually like talk about their crappy day. She opens up to him about like how she feels about the stuff with Henry and like Fox she shares her, her dad's yeah, shanties so, with him. Yes, and then she also has this moment because she's, like, with Sergey and stuff for the film, she usually can, like, come up with a song for anything. 
And she notices like these moments where she's like, oh, like I can't picture a song. And she's like, what if I've lost it? But then like as she's talking to Fox, she like thinks of a song and she's like, oh, like maybe this will. But yeah, and then she shares the shanties. And, and her father's song kind of reconnects something in, in Hannah. And she and Fox get a little deeper with that trauma sharing, which I was very into because I love a slow burn earned romance more than pretty much anything and fox has really internalized some of his own shit and and hannah is constantly shutting him down on that and kind of reminding him that he's worth more than he thinks he is and he deserves more than this like shallow existence he's kind of like forced himself into like thinking that like just because like just because he's a man who enjoys casual sex like he's not worth deep love which are totally unrelated yeah concept then, like you can have both babe you can have whatever you want yeah <laughs> like, i thought like i i thought like fox's like background of being a rake like how it started was so interesting it was like such a interesting take because it was something i hadn't seen before where you kind of find out like his dad was kind of this man whore and like yes. cheated on his mom and so from, like, the time that he was very little, before he was even, like, aware of sex or anything like that, people would always do that thing of, like, oh, like, you're going to be such a lady killer. And then as he, oh, like... little heartbreaker. The, yeah, the old, and then the older he got, like, people just, before he was even having sex, like, making comments and, like, jokes about him, like, being this man or, and then even his mom, like didn't really try to do anything to change those thoughts and let him know like, oh, you don't have to be that way. Like you're not your father. And he always like thought that that's how she felt. So she would like even, she would put like, as soon as he was a teenager, she would just put a thing of condoms for him to use. So, and then the whole town, like, so he just constantly was told from almost like almost birth that like, oh, you're destined to be a man whore. So it's like, you know, that's all he's known. And then he went to college and thought, oh, this is my chance. I can be a new person. He found, like, a girlfriend. He fell in love. Things were going well. And then it turned out, oh, surprise, he was actually her hall pass. And she was dating his roommate, who he was supposed to start a business with. And it was this whole thing. So he's just really, like, convinced that, like, I I can't escape this. I left and, like, went to a whole went, went to a whole other state. And I this is just who I am. It was really interesting commentary on how boys are sexualized alongside girls and mm -hmm. the impact that it has on their self-esteem. And not in a way that's like, oh, well, this is worse or as bad there was no comparison it's just a note that it does happen to them in a different way and it's it is hurtful to developing minds yeah so it's you you get it differently but it can still be be harmful so um i do i do love that part of their relationship where they're constantly working on each other and yes. fighting for each other exactly like there's never a moment where they doubt the other one like they may doubt themselves but they never lose confidence in the other. They're like, you are capable of anything. Exactly. And on the work front, um, Hannah is is really pushing forward with like these career moves that she's trying to make. She wants to have her dad's songs recorded by this female folk group. And she actually pitches them to Sergei to keep the tone of the movie consistent because it was kind of counter. Brindley was like, oh, we're not in LA anymore, but we're still going to use industrial music. And in her gut yeah, like Hannah's like, like this isn't not, right for this right. film yeah and so she's kind of pitted against Brinley here the the current music soup in the process who says like well if you pick Hannah songs then I quit 
which is really shitty and unprofessional. Yes, like, and you're trying to create an art, like, a vision together. Exactly. You and can't I, you collaborate. Can tell, like, Brinley is, like, she is always kind of, like, cold to Hannah. And then, like, yes. when Hannah, because Hannah comes with this idea to her first. She doesn't, like, go over her head to go to Sergey. Like, no. she talks to Brinley. Brinley, like, shuts it down hard. But Sergey happens to overhear. And then he steps in. He's like, no, I actually would like to hear a demo of this. And then... Like Brinley goes full, like, well, if you if you do this, then I'm gonna quit. Yes. Well, I guess live your live your life, hon. But Sergey yeah. also asks Hannah out on a date and she declines and tells him that she and Fox are a serious item because he thinks that they've been dating this whole time. Yes. Uh, especially because you know they're living together. <laughs> uh <laughs> and I I know that Sergey is supposed to be moody and hot, but it's also noted that he has a goatee, and unless you're Tony Stark, I was <laughs> I forget, I'm I not about the goatee. That's all honestly, I can think about. Like, Sergey was so like I, I like that he wasn't like this villain like thing, no, which could have been he, so exhausting. He like he's just like he's just this artsy like, like he's, he's almost, like overall like I feel like a good guy and like a nice guy, but he's oh, he's kind of forgettable. Like he's like he's kind of like absent minded professor. Like he's just so into his craft that he's like an artiste. Yeah, he's he an artur. is. He's an artiste. But so I was very with it. not just because I think Fox is the the best possible choice in all of Westport. But also because just that facial hair situation, I was like, ooh, not for me. Um, So Hannah comes home to Fox that night and mistakenly thinks that he is going out on a date because he's like all dressed up. He's wearing like a button down shirt. But what she doesn't know is this man has not gone on a date since he met her last summer. So he's going to see his mommy. The man who used to come home from fishing trips and head straight to Seattle for casual sex has basically been celibate uh, for six months or so. So and he she doesn't know that he's also been secretly buying records since they met. Yeah, she and went to that vinyl expo. To the, yeah, like she find out earlier that day she goes to the record store and like, Shauna, who is the owner that, like, Hannah briefly worked there when she was there, mentions that, like, oh, like, Fox comes in and buys records. So, Hannah also is, like, I, I want, asks him about a record player. She's, like. She calls him on it. Yeah, and he shows her. Yeah, it's so sweet. And he's, like, oh, I, like, he has, he has a very weird reason for not wanting to show her. But he tells her he's, like, saving it for a rainy day, I think. Yes. Um. But she she is, like we said, mistaken about the date. And Fox tells her he's going to see his mom, who is a bingo caller. And so on the professional bingo caller, what a life. Yes. Uh, She's like giving away a blender that night. It's all, it's very charming. It's it's very cute and very fun. I also, there's like this really um, nice emotional moment, like when they get there and they're talking in the car before, because like Hannah can tell that Fox is anxious and he admits that it's like, oh, like he loves his mom, but he knows like, he's like, whenever she looks at me, she sees my father and there's this moment where she oh there's always a flinch and he like tells her about this flinch and like it's one where Hannah's like of course she's like oh I'm I'm ready to do battle um, yeah. even against his mom um and then like she tells him about being asked about the soundtrack and like it, there's like just this nice moment of like them encouraging each other and then singing you've lost that loving feeling together to help fox get rid of his like anxiety as a Which Top Gun fan, I was very into this same. moment. One of it's, the best moments. It's like one of my... I'm trying not to do it right now. <laughs> you know I love a musical moment. Uh, yeah. But yeah, yeah and then she meets his mom and she's like, God damn it, I really like her. Yes. It, uh, it's impossible not to like... What's her name? Charlene? I think it's Charlene. 
Oh God. Uh, she's she's, very, she's got her own shit, of course. Like no character in this is perfect, but she's so immediately lovable. Yes. Um, and they play bingo with her, like with her crew, and there's some like bickering. It's all it's all really yeah, there's just like, the sweetest. Yeah, there's some, like the, the um like the older people like think that they're dating and they're there's like being teased by the older woman there who think they're like, Oh, of course they're dating because they're literally holding hands while playing the bingo. Yes. Um but they're like, No, no, we're just friends and Oh yes, I don't have a boyfriend. You know what? I did that once too. And guess what? Now I'm getting married. Sorry, <laughs> uh, that's literally how that happened. Um, yeah, it's yeah. Then that fox gets assaulted by this old this lady with like her bingo stamp, who like gets him dead in the forehead. Oh yeah, he tries to break up a fight of them, like accusing each other of cheating. Yes, I don't know how you cheat at bingo. By the that's way, I said I was like, I don't, it's, you don't really, you can't really cheat. It's all pretty much luck uh, yeah. and paying attention. That's or that's just it. having a shit ton of bingo cards. Yes, um, but they they sneak out to an alleyway afterwards. Yeah, and Hannah's gonna help clean off his forehead and. Yes, and they there's just like a hot alleyway makeout session. Yeah, because yeah, it's like him being like, "Oh, that you're immune to my charms," and uh, she says she's not, and then she asks him to kiss her and find out. Yes, and then uh, he start. He doesn't just go right for the lips. I like that he starts with her neck, and it is a super hot makeout. It is that, le- that also like it leads to some grinding, and I was like, "Oh yeah," and and also Fox immediately realizing like, "Oh, it is." Like, I'm like, dude, you already knew this. But he's like, oh, it's definitely more with her. Yes, of course it but, is. Oh, just, but this man, that was like, what a move that you're like, okay, but I'm I'm going to start with that neck. Oh. And it, there's I, more. I was so weak for this man. I, I also was. And there's more of that. There's just like continuously throughout the book is them working on each, each other and Hannah helping Fox work through his issues, like thinking that he's only worth the sex and not the love. And so he tries pushing her away again yeah. and thinks that like, he doesn't like, deserve someone like her. Yes. Cause she also <clears throat> was like, Oh, before we move forward, like we're going to talk before like things go further. So he's like, Oh, she's going to reject me. And like, yep. And he, he lashes out a little bit uh, in those moments, but after a brief spat, she kisses him back at the apartment and leaves it there. She's like, I will see you in the morning. And that's it. And yeah, and they also, she also, they were interrupted by like a phone call that the band that she was interested in, they're like, hey, we're about to leave on tour in like two days, but we're having a recording session. We love the songs. Like, we want to do it. If you can get here tomorrow, you can like help. We'll, we'll like demo and record the song. So, like, and of course, Fox is like, well, I'm coming with you. Yes. And at the recording studio, I was so proud of Hannah. She really tries to show them. Hold on. I just remembered that I quoted something oh, from okay. them. Um, so, like, yeah, before they leave, like, so that night before when they were talking, he says to her at one point, like, I want you underneath me so bad that I can't lie in bed without already feeling you there. I have never even had you, and your body haunts mine. Yes. Sir. I, Sir. I saw that quote, and I was like, we cannot move on to anything else because I need the – if you know nothing about else about this book, you need to know this fucking quote. This was my my great uh, – Fuck me up. <laughs> this is my great disappointment is I read the paperback copies of this. And if you've ever met me, uh, I, I keep my physical books in, like, pristine condition. 
because uh, I have problems. Um, but <laughs> I tried. So I, I like tried a, being a highlighter and like an underliner. That's for like I some would. Like I could never. From like some, I had like some shitty like mass market ones that I like underlined, and then like I could never buy like other copies. I'm like I I can't do it. I couldn't stick to it. But so since I didn't read the digital copy like I normally do, I didn't. I don't have like all my highlights like I like to have. So podcast books going forward are like exclusively digital for that reason. But but yeah, they, they, go, so to the, they go to the recording studio. And I was so proud of Hannah. She one she tries to show Fox kind of like what their life could be like together if he would just let it be, and professionally she really rises to the occasion and pushes the direction of the music in the studio to make sure that she gets the take that she wants, the vibe that she wants for the music, and it's really it's just like a banner day for her oh yeah and i i also love like there is this moment where she's like something is not quite right with the song and she's like oh i don't want to say anything they're the professionals and fox also immediately he's like just say something because he knows her so well that he's like you're it's gonna drive you nuts if you don't yes and then she does and then it kind of boosts her confidence and also like when they take a break fox tells them stories about like him on the boat and the fishing and he's like oh she's like you inspired them because there's like one of the songs they like you could she's like oh she's like feeling it she like is has this different understanding of like what the song is about yes um yeah so it just it's really them like her hannah really shining on her own and him letting her have that but also you could see them like kind of how they make each other shine they just support each other yes and he takes her to the sound garden in seattle as kind of like a um just like polishing off the day and he finally puts a lot of things out on the table about his own apprehension with a relationship between the two of them and admits how long he's been into her and how equally afraid he is of just fucking it up between them. Yeah, and that, or just like that, he, he like, it's very, like, he's like, I've had it bad for you for so long, but the thought of people ridiculing you because of me, like, ki- like it kills me. Yes. And, and then she's like, well, I have it bad for you too. And I have for a long time. And yeah, and it's been into him, not like him, yes. him, not just wanting to get bent over a couch by him, which we all also yeah, want. Please, um, <laughs> I volunteer <laughs> tribute. Like, yes, and it helps bolster him so much. Yeah, and so yeah, they're both like, oh, like she's like, like our my my trust in you should be all that matters in this relationship. And we we finally get rewarded because he eats her out against the car and then they finally dude, finally have sex in the car this, dude this scene like they're in the sound like this sound garden which like is and if anyone knows anything about Hannah like she loves music it's like so up her alley and it's such a, a thoughtful place to bring her and then it starts raining as they make out against his car it's and like beautiful. he's like presses her up against it then he starts like rubbing her clit and then he drops to his knees and eats her out. And I was like, king, king, king. Oh. I didn't already know. And then like, just as she starts to come, he finger, he like also like starts fingering her. Oh, dude. I was like, I have to give too much detail for this. No, and it's she, such yeah, a good scene. It's so good. And, then and she, like, I could oof. not have predicted the car sex being the first actual sex scene in this book, yeah. but it was so much fun and it was so different than what I was expecting. And it was really hot. It's oh, it, so it hot. Worked, it like worked the, for me. It worked for Hannah. Quality, it worked for Fox. The quality of the sex scenes in this book 10 out of 10. Like, so good. Because after, like, then she also, like, jerks him off, and then they, like, fuck in the backseat of the car. Yep. And it was just, yeah, the quality. And also, I know uh, if you have listened 
to It Happened One Summer, you know that my critique of the sex scenes in that book was that in, ev- I think, all but maybe one sex scene, there was at least one or two phrases that I was like, this is killing me with the cringe. Like, was it Velvet Helmet? Velvet Helmet. And I'm happy to report, I did not have any for this book. Uh, my I, only beef is that I, my lasting comment for all, like, I was like, what does Tessa Bailey have against the word ass? Oh, yeah, that was mine, too. That, like, too much buns or, like, anything it to makes not me say laugh. ass. Me, too. So, I was like, just call it an ass. Yeah. I, uh It's, it's such a good, such a good scene, though. And it, um, I feel like it goes without saying, but everyone is in love. Like, and, you know, oh, yeah. given all the conversation these two have had and the work that they have put into themselves and into each other, I believe it. It's such a, it's such a realistic depiction of like getting to know someone and falling in love with them over time which is i'm sorry i'm bitter i just can't do love at first sight it's same. not for me it, I get, so I, I but i was really I, into it's this hard for me, same it's hard for me to get invested in like an insta love like love at first sight thing like it yeah it has to be like there has to be a lot of stars aligning for that to work for me um and they get home and they have just a metric ton of off-page sex. Yes. I which was, I'm slightly bitter about. I am also bitter about it. I literally said I wish we got to see, um, like, all this. Like, they have a whole night of sex. But especially because he talks about him spanking her and her getting off at it. And I was like, um, yes, bonus scene, At least now. one of the times Hannah begged to be spanked yes. and I didn't get to read about it. And, I, you know, I don't have a lot of qualms with this book, but this is one of them. I'm sorry. I needed to see that. Oh, I know, but, yeah, and then like Fox is going is going fishing, yeah, so yeah. like, and then she, back she's to the boat. Be, yeah, like she's going to be wrapping up soon. I also loved. There's like a moment in this where Fox is realizing, like he where he knows, like if I just talk to Hannah, it will be all right. Yes, and then like they said, which how fucking refreshing. I'm like, oh, th- that using was your like, words, that is what's sexy. And, and, yeah. Oh, I, I was like, I lived. For, that was one of my like favorite things in the book of just like that confidence. Because so this, I feel like story could have so easily gone miscommunication route. Oh, you're so yeah, I, you're totally right. It could yeah, have. So I like that. But they they say their goodbyes, and Hannah says she, like she'll be waiting for him. Um, and then Brendan tries to pull that. They get to the harbor, and Brendan tries to pull this scheme because he's been trying to get Fox to take over as captain of the Delray because he's building another bow he's and, super bossy with everyone and, and, apparently yes and if fox has been constantly like telling him like no i don't want to do this i don't want the responsibility the men aren't going to respect me like you so. don't respect me yes you right. why would you put me in this position when you tell me repeatedly i'm not worthy of your trust when it comes to hannah why am i worthy of the trust of keeping you know 10 men safe on this boat and brendan is finally like uh oh. oh yeah connecting dots i was synapses so glad. Firing. i was so glad that i was so proud of him for having me this too. moment to tell I, him that, I experienced like, a lot of pride for these characters where i was like yes baby get I, it see i was just like rooting for them like the whole time and he's he's 100 right like the way brendan treated it like everyone treats it as this joke and they're like yeah. they're like good-natured ribbing but it's not and fox finally saying something was a huge milestone for him in his relationship with Brendan especially, yes. who is so terribly my way or the highway. Oh, yeah. Uh, and it's it, – and, you know, they um, – Brendan and Piper say as much to Hannah, too, at the bar that, like, they may have taken that too far and that the reason that, like, Fox has tried to push her away in the past is because of things that they have said. 
And they also tell her that he hasn't been visiting Seattle and has been waiting around for her, like, and I quote, a lovesick asshole. <laughs> Which, <laughs> accurate. Yes. It's a very accurate description of Fox. And you know what? He does great as you captain. Know, I don't really think that he's an asshole. No, me neither. Um, but he he does so great as captain. The, the trip goes super well. But when he comes home, he gets heckled by his shipmates over Hannah. And he gets sucked under with his imposter syndrome yet again. And he's like, I'm going to break up with Hannah because I yeah, don't deserve they, her. And, and they're like sweet so fool. shitty to him. Like, oh, like. Like they. It's like he. They, it, it's like all his fears that he's been like an insecurities coming true in their comments about it. Of like, oh. Well, they're like, like you. That's that. the She's kind of girl you marry. Girl. Like, oh, how could you. Like, how could you hurt a sweet girl like that? And, like, you know, because he accidentally lets it slip that. He's like, oh, I'm going home to Hannah. Yeah. Um, And it's, like, Hannah has just had her film rap and her songs have been put into the movie. Things are going really, really well for yeah, her. She plays them. She plays them for Opal, which I thought was, like, this really sweet moment. She's yes. like, I want you to hear it first. And also, I got you this great deal where, like, the songs that they're going to use, like, you are going to get, like, the money, like, you're going to get a portion of the royalties and, like, the proceeds, which I just thought was really touching. And very thoughtful. Yes. Like, Hannah basically set this up for the indie band and Opal and had, like, almost none of her own. Like, these, these were clearly set up to be popular and, like, like, potentially, like, making this band bigger because they oh, are yeah. because they are part of this indie film with this director that everyone loves um and kept none of that for herself she just immediately gave it to the people that she thought deserved it yes and she, Again, this, like, Hannah is the best she's wonderful so so they are having um a, a, like rap, a rap party, party. she is making like all this headway with her career, she's looking into staying into Seattle and becoming a music broker. And then Fox comes home with this bullshit and he's trying to break up with her and cross and daughters. Oh, and, and, and this Hannah fight, cl- Hannah clocks it immediately. She's like, I know he's trying to end things. And like, and this fight oh. is silly, silly, silly. And so Hannah takes it like a fucking champ at first. And she's like, listen, if you're going to do this, then do it. I'm not going to fight for someone who isn't going to fight for me. And all she asks is for a goodbye kiss. Uh, for closure. Nothing else. Just just closure. Yeah. And then I love that also that he like is, she's like, oh, it's last call. Oh, you're too late. And then she just leaves. She just walks out like, bye. And she looks. You missed your shot. She's like dressed to the nines too. Piper did yeah. her up for the evening. So this turns into a goodbye shag back at the apartment. And who can blame them with like a little raw dogging and a lot of desperate dirty talk, oh. which I have to say really worked for me personally. Yeah, because she's like, I'm going to... Oh, so, yeah. Me oh. too. Because she's like, I'm going to show this motherfucker what he's missing and I'm going to take off my... Because he's like blocking the door and she's like, well, fuck this. I'm I'm, I'm gonna, leaving. Like, it's 7 a.m. off my dress. And yeah, and then he comes up behind her and asks about... He's like, what about that goodbye kiss? She gets on his lap and then they're like, there's the grinding as they kiss. And she gets a and little he, wishy-washy in the determination oof. or in the... Yeah, in the determination to like keep fighting for him. But she eventually comes back around to it and is like, I'm not giving up on you. Also, put that dick in me. Oh, yeah. The, the, there's the most like, oh, I'm, out, I'm on the shot. We're both clean. Like, let's go for it. He's like, oh. And then because she is on top, so she rides him. And then he has her like, he's like, rub that click, girl. Show me what that click is. Show me what you got. Show me, Show what, me what you got. got. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell. We probably shouldn't laugh at our own jokes as much as we do. We're probably. If you oh can't God. laugh at your own jokes. You can't laugh at yourself. Uh, um, 
And despite how dumb Fox is currently being, she tells him that she loves him and he's worth the wait. And then she just bounces. Like she takes her shit and leaves. And Fox is unwell yeah, he, she's after like, oh, this. Yeah, because she's like, oh, like, I'm not giving up on you. I'm not giving up on us. Like, take the time you need and then come find me when you're ready. But the next time you tell me goodbye, I will take you seriously. Yes. So, like, think about this. And, and Fox is uh, spiraling a little bit. He drives to his mom's house, presumably in the middle of the night, because it's after last call and after they've had sex. So yeah, is like, it like, like, what, right, three in yeah, the morning? Because his phone is like, on like, not, he like, doesn't even bring a charger. Because also like, he no, like he immediately wants to go after Hannah, but he still has the self-awareness to know he's like, I don't have the right words right now to make her stay. Yes. So like, I'm not going to go after her, which I thought was like, I'm like, dude, this moment, look at, I wish look you could your see your, I wish you could see yourself in this moment to know, like, how many people would really have that forethought? Yeah, Yeah, but then he goes to visit his mom. And he gets some shit sorted out. Oh, finally. Although, in their conversation and talking about the father and, and the way that she has treated him and, like, her then understanding her mistake... Um, yeah, and she's, he, like, oh, I, she's like, I was never flinching because you reminded me of your father. Like, it was because I, like, felt guilty because I, like, all this time, like, she's like, I feel like it's one where she, like, didn't know how much it was affecting him or that he could tell. But she was like, oh, like, I just, your father broke my heart so much and I was not in a place to, like, you know, like, I thought, oh, these jokes and comments people made, like, it was funny. But then I didn't even have the forethought to realize, like, I could have told you you could be someone else yes it's It's a a beautiful beautiful healing yeah and so he finally falls asleep uh but he misses hannah's crew leaving at 7 a.m the next day and his phone dies and who doesn't keep a charger in their car fox you sweet mess you're just uh i love you but my God, I, man. Honestly, if you think, it, feel, I feel it like feels it very for, Fox. It, yeah. feel, it tracks for him. But all's well because Hannah never he, left. And he also calls Hannah and confesses his love in a voicemail. And he's like, don't leave. Yes. Like, and then he calls he calls Brendan and he's like, I'm taking the boat. And then his phone dies. Yes. And then, but, but it's fine because Hannah never left because she is the best and most steadfast sister, friend, girlfriend that you, and by you, I mean Tessa Bailey, could ever imagine. Um, yeah, she's, just so, in, she's at his house with headphones on, listening to records on his record player. Yeah, and, and all he, of his grand plans to storm the castle and win back fair maiden's heart are just completely unnecessary. No, but in in a moment that is so very them, he um, plays Al Green's uh, Let's Stay Together. Yes. And then he tells her he loves her. And, and the epilogue, which threw me for a fucking loop. I don't know about you. Oh, but also it's, really quick, because after this, then he, but before the epilogue, they do talk about plans for the future. He plays with her pussy and they fuck. Yes. Okay. Sorry. So, we get some. So there is some like, some little last, a final spice. Yes. A goodbye spice. Yes. Foreclosure. Yes. Uh, but then there's an epilogue that is 10 years later. 10 years later. It's everyone is happily married with kids. This includes Piper and Brendan and their kids. Like, healthy, happy, celebrating Christmas, which caught me off guard because I felt like this was a beach read the whole time. They both I feel like they were both, like, the first one was very, very beach read. Um, And then the second one, yeah, still felt. 
Even though they never go to the beach in either. No, of them. no. I just so I yes. I was not. Or I was like, very surprised by Christmas, you, basically, yeah, yes. and the moose. There's a scene with the moose. Yeah, it's it's very like kind of goofy, and it's like a sum. You get like a summary of how their how Fox and Hannah's relationship like has gone over the last ten years. Uh, they have two daughters, which Fox has such big girl dad energy. So I, I thought was, so too. I was here for that, and the yeah. others like <laughs> because they live in like the middle of nowhere so a moose shows up and hannah's like trying to get into the house and not be attacked by this moose and it's just like a lot of, it's it's just like silly and it's goofy fun. and yeah. a lot of laughter and love and it's very sweet yes and that's it that's yeah. hook line and sinker um so what were your final thoughts i feel like we were all pretty clear that we loved this one yeah, i f- i fucking loved this one uh, my, what were your final thoughts on this so my star rating i gave it a four and a half and my pepper rating i said like a three um i felt like it was all very fair yeah yeah so like the first book in the series while that one was like not for me this one was for me curated for you like yes like i it had it ticks so many boxes for me um like my favorite thing in books is good like dialogue and banter like yes. i fucking live for that and hannah and fox like really gave me that it like i just had such a good time reading this book like i was invested in hannah and fox's relationship since they were introduced in the first book so I was like, I had you a know lot we of, love a book two couple. Oh, we really do. <laughs> that is, I don't know if it's our toxic trait. What's like a? It's my beige it's a green flag. flag. It's a green flag. It's a beige flag. What is it? Is it a beige flag? I give up on on the book one couple, and I'm only interested in. I don't I, feel like it's not a full red flag, but it's not a green one either. I think mine is a green flag. Uh, <laughs> that's my beige flag. Um, but like, so I had very high expectations for this, and this uh, did not disappoint. I I loved watching them form this solid foundation based on friendship and communication i thought that was really wonderful and refreshing yeah i feel like like especially like modern romance you get a lot of like miscommunication or like mistrust or things like that or not like a lot of insta love um and like while the romance is still the main focus of this book like i felt like it did a nice job of weaving in other plot points that highlighted both characters um like growth both separately and individually and they're like both individually and as a couple um like this was definitely more of a slow burn so like while maybe like if you're not into that this might not work for you but i fucking lived for this slow burn i love a slow burn it, like i love I, the payoff i will yes, delay gratification like I, any day make me suffer for it i don't mind and this didn't really make me suffer for it um but like I thoroughly enjoyed it. I just I just love these two together. Like seeing how their relationship developed really like it made it it felt so natural like for them to be together, but also like it made it natural for me to root for them. Yes. Like I loved how well they knew each other, like even just the littlest like change in their demeanor and they like p- would pick up on that. Um I, like I was laughing right along with them. I thought the reasons behind Fox's promiscuous past, like, in fear of commitment was really interesting, and it was such a unique take. Um, 
I also really loved that they didn't play into the miscommunication trope. Like I said, like I was like, I think this story could have really fallen into that. Um, but instead, like it highlighted not only that they knew each other, but that they knew that if I just talk to the other person, like it's going to be okay. Like I yes. trust them. Like it's going to work out. This is where I come for comfort. Yes. And also like I, I'm a sucker for music. So like I loved how like that was so interwoven within this because it's also such a big part of who Hannah is and her character. It's like such a passion for her and how like Fox not only really supports that, but also like he can hold his own with it. It's yeah. something that they bond over and share. And yeah, and just those little moments of them like starting the song together or be like, oh, like what, tell me about your favorite part of your day. What's the song that you would choose to describe your day? Um, there isn't as much spice in this book as there is in the first, but the scenes that we got, I thought were a much better quality. Like they, like you're waiting for it. And the sex scene does not disappoint. Like I was. No, not at all. And it's not what I would have expected either. Like I, I did not expect the first time they have sex to be in a car. Yeah. Same. Uh, I, I and I was not at all mad about it. I was like, you know, good job. Yeah. Just and also issuing expectations. And you know, I love a female pleasure center focused yes. love scene and that these all felt very like while they're both getting off like it is a lot of like focus on hannah's pleasure which i loved yeah i also like i just love hannah i found her so relatable and like there's a moment earlier in the book where she talks about how she just like she's like i'm not the main character in my own life and for me i found that so personally relatable because it's something like maybe not with these exact words but like i feel like that way a lot of times like I feel almost like I have these insecurities of feeling like kind of like forgettable or just like almost like a supporting person in other people's lives or stuff like that so and but I love the moment of her list how she says listening to Silver Springs with Fox at the expo in the first book was like a moment that made her feel like a main character I just thought that was and I love I have a deep love for that song like I just think it's one of the best songs ever written and also it like helped get me through like a breakup so I I was living for that um my only real like quote-unquote complaints and I use the term very loosely for this book um I would have liked maybe one or two more spice scenes mostly not because like I was like oh the ones we got were great but I just love this couple and I'm greedy so I was like oh I you could fuck some more. I wouldn't be mad about it. The epilogue could have been spicy. Yes, like, uh, well, that might, on to my next point. My, I thought the epilogue was fine, and I get that it was meant to be, like, a wrap-up of the series as a whole. Yes. Um, but I would have preferred just, like, a Hannah and Fox scene. Um, but it was fun and ridiculous and cute, so it wasn't the most egregious, and it wasn't something, like, I was like, oh, God. Um, but, yeah, that's my only, I, I was like, I feel like I have to, give some type of critique I, do. I, I try was, to be fair it was, min- it was minimal i i loved this i <laughs> i would read this again anytime yeah. yes um so i i also really enjoyed this in part because i had loved hannah so much in the first book and in part because i love a reformed rake like i oh. will read that story there are a few things better and he said like I, I know we always talk about Evie Dunmore, but book two in her series has uh, oh, Lord Ballantyne. I live for I him. I love him so much. I just, uh, we have to finish that we series do. too. We're going to force the rest of that series on you just because we love it. it so like, yeah, it's it's just Suck so it. good. But so, so same thing here with Fox and poor Fox thinking he's 
only good for a good time, but having a heart of gold was just such a joy to read. And and he and Hannah together especially were a joy to read because Hannah was so genuinely funny. Like her interactions with all of the other characters were excellent. And I was like you, like I was laughing along with whoever she was with. She mm-hmm. just had such wit. And Fox was so charming. And they have this really incredible chemistry together. And you get to go on this journey with the both of them to conquer their own individual imposter syndromes, which they see in each other, but not in themselves, which I guess is just the way of things, isn't it? Yeah. And it's so, e- it's so easy to like give advice to other people or like even when yes. it's stuff that like, oh, maybe I should take a bit of my own. And I, I love a character that's older and having these two kind of like in their careers and settled a little bit and like have experienced the world in some capacity I enjoy reading about personally. Mm -hmm. And then seeing Hannah as someone who not only went to therapy, but applied what she learned and using it to help one of her best friends and then later her partner get through his shit is, is excellent. Cause like I, like I said earlier, like it's not just that you go, it's that like you take that and you use it. Like it's not a 30 or 60 or 90 minute session and then that's it. It's like you you talk about shit there and then you take the shit that you learned and you apply it to your life and that's how you make your life more manageable. Yes. And also I think she did it, does it in this night, nice way that's not condescending or like, no, oh, I'm not better than you. Or like, oh, like, it, you know, like it feels very like coming from a place of like, hey, like I'm not perfect. Like let me, but this helped me and I think it can help you. Yes. But like also she doesn't like push it on him. She kind of lets him like, she's like, oh, you know, like, I'm, I'm not going to force this on you and, like, is, like, respectful of, like, oh, you know, take your time. She your says, like, when like, you're ready, like, we'll, we'll talk about it. She says at one point, like, if, like, if not me, I hope that what we have had together makes you ready to accept love from someone else. And he's like, you think this could happen to me twice? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but she's so prepared to, like, give him whatever life is going to be best for him. And if it's not her, that's okay. Um, Like, but she wants him to, to, like be able to experience love. And I I really enjoyed that at the end, Hannah wasn't giving up her dreams of working in LA and with that scene there, but like her dream evolved and she compromised by saying like, I can work out of Seattle as a music broker and we can still have this life together if we both are willing to do yeah, like, this yeah, thing. I think like they get like a place, we're like, we'll get a place in the middle, like my, exactly. This, and we'll make it work. And it's good compromise. Yeah, exactly. She didn't like give everything up and become a fisherman's wife. She still pursued her dreams in music and in film. And she just moved closer so she could have both. And he did his part and moved closer to her. So, Mm -hmm. and this is such a minor piece, but Christian, the lead actor in the film and Hannah's relationship was hilarious. I totally agree. I'm so glad you brought this up because I had it as one of like my random notes, but I was like, Oh, it makes no sense to throw this in here. Cause we're not talking about him. So I'm so glad you brought it up. It was so much fun. There's one point at the, at the rap party where he says like, Oh, did you hear Hannah's leaving us? She's going to be too, good for us soon and she goes i'm too good for you now and that's their entire relationship is just like just just taking the piss off uh, and it's just so it's so funny and so like like i was genuinely laughing reading their interactions yes i'm so glad you brought that up oh yes and i guess to be fair because i i do try to like balance my reviews like for cons 
there were a couple of references to Hannah's vagina as her femininity, which I just find to be like a weird choice personally, in the same way that I find buns to be a weird choice. <laughs> just say like, ass. I literally, as you just, said it, I like I can't. Just buns. say ass. Like so, you're not baking bread. No, and it's these are just words that I don't love in a sex scene, but that's hundred percent just a preference. It's not like a there's like a, a major issue with the writing here where I didn't understand the plot. This is just like this is a personal thing. Yeah. And I also think that the act three breakup was a little bit of a stretch as they so often are. That's pretty part and parcel with an act three. I will say, I was like, I feel like it barely counts as a breakup. It's like a, especially because they were having the same conversations for the last third of the book. It didn't bother me overly much, but I, I truly could not put this down. I gave it four stars and three peppers. And I, I just enjoyed it all the way through. I did think that with anal light in the first one, this would be a little bit like maybe on the kinky side since Fox was this like renowned sex god. I, dude, I want that, that. I want that spanking like scene. Yeah. So it was. Tessa it was Bailey, pretty standard for Christmas. It was pretty standard we'll as good. far. Be, we'll be so good. I promise. As the sex goes, but the fade to black stuff happening, I was a little bit sad about. I would have liked to see more of that, but it was. I, I really had to think hard about like things I didn't enjoy a hundred percent because I had such a good good time reading this yeah, book. Yeah, same. I like went out of my I was Again. like, no, I I made myself like put in a critique. Yeah. So so Sam again, thank, thank you. you for this recommendation. I loved this so much, uh, and it's very rereadable. I would definitely. Oh, I would reread this in a heartbeat. I'll sit my if, ass like, down for, on like, the beach if I just and read need, like a like comfort. Yes, book, exactly. Like I would exactly. I would just go back to this. Um, I one thing I thought of while you were talking, I was like, one of the things I really liked about Fox with like that kind of reformed rake thing of him being like, oh, you know, like he's very. I like that. Like he's had this past, and he doesn't act like, oh, I've never like. I, even though it's very different, his relationship, it's not that overblown. Like I've never felt this way before. Like no. I've never had good sex before. But also that he, there's never this moment where you feel like, even though like he like fucks a lot of women, like has fucked a lot of women and like, you know, doesn't really seriously commit. Like it never seems like it comes from a place of him being like a sexist, like douche or like having no respect for women. No, he just likes like, casual yeah, sex. Like he just doesn't want, yeah. I'm like, he just doesn't want to, you know, commit. Mm-mm. So, I'd, like, I I liked that. I thought that was, like, a good take. Because I feel like sometimes, like, you have these guys, they're just like, Ugh. Oh, is he morally gray or just an asshole? Like, and, and nine times out of ten, he's just, just an, an asshole. asshole. Yeah. But so, not Fox. We, we never love Fox. Fox. Again, no. if I had a nickel for every time I was sexually attracted to a man named Fox, I'd have two nickels. And but I would it's be weird gr- that it's happened twice. I would be grateful <laughs> for both of those nickels. Thank you. Um... <laughs> So is there wait is there anything in the book that we haven't talked about that you do want to talk about? No, I feel like I I feel I, like I got it all out. Yeah. Same. I mean, same. I could just keep going about. I I could go back and find other things I loved or like, but I did laugh. I highlighted a lot. I laughed really hard the first time Fox whips it out and Hannah is like <gasps> taken aback and he goes <laughs> Oh, come on. You know it had to be huge. And I was like, you know yes, what? One character gets to say this in all of literature, and baby, it's you. Because that was, it was like snarky and try, and not in like a- Not in like a, ooh, ooh. Look, I got to tug it into my sock. Like, it was just so- You can barely wrap your hand around this thing. It was like a smirk. Are you, like, I'm worried about, are you in danger? Because my dick's so big. <laughs> yeah, it was oh, just, it was oh, another- <laughs> 
It was another part that I just, I think about that all the time. Like, oh, come on. You know it had to be huge. Um, as almost like a joke, but he's, yeah, but not like, really. It's, like, it's kind it's like, of true. It's cocky in like a fun, like sexy way. Not a, oh, like. He's just an asshole kind of way. Yes. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm the greatest thing since sliced bread. Yeah. Oh. But yeah, I think uh, I think that's all I got for hook, line, and sinker. So thank you for everyone that joined us on this journey. We hope you enjoyed your visit to Westport and uh, the adventures of Piper and Hannah. And we will be back in two weeks uh, for our first August read. Because August is for lesbians. Yes, to read Mistakes Were Made by Meryl Wilsner. So we will be back on August 10th to talk about that. And like Krista said, uh, we decided that this year August is for lesbians. So that is our theme. Happy Um, birthday to me. Yeah, so we're doing all sapphic romances in August. And we are very excited about them. And it's also kind of apropos because we're both in the middle of reading the Locked Tomb series by Tamsin Weir. Which is about uh, like lesbian space necromancers so we're really going hard on theme right now and yeah, i could was, not be happier just like a coincidence yeah that was an accident that's like what yeah. we read outside of the podcast like for, well for like the book the book the podcast books like it was a conscious choice but the fact that we're doing lock tomb just right is, now it's is just, a happy accident oh what a surprise uh we love one lesbians. I, lesbians, we love you. One that I could not be happier about, including more sapphic love in my life. Yes. So, um, we will see you on August 10th. Uh, and until then, read what you love and, and fuck, fuck the, the rest. rest. If you enjoyed Shelf Pleasure please feel free to bookmark us on social media. You can follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter, or like our page on Facebook at Shelf Pleasure Pod. For questions, concerns, or recommendations on future books, please email us at shelfpleasurepod at gmail.com.